Hello everyone and welcome to Midnight Ghost Stories. I'm your host Latasha Molidor and I will be sharing with you my personal ghost stories and stories I've heard from my family members, friends, and other sources. I hope you enjoy. Tonight on episode 9, I'll be telling you about my older sister Aisha's paranormal experiences that she's had over the years. Since the beginning of this podcast, I've been wanting to get together with her to discuss some of her scariest ghost stories. Since she's no longer in Texas, it has been really hard for us to schedule a time to talk. Originally, I was wanting to do a video chat with her and record her telling her own stories. I feel like when she's telling her own stories or when a person is sharing their own experiences, it adds more emotion and power to the stories. Unfortunately, when she called me, I was leaving an appointment and driving home. So what I had to do was wait for our hour-long phone call to end and then record her stories myself with what I could remember so that I wouldn't forget anything. So I first started out trying to write everything down, but it was just confusing me. So I decided to just go ahead and record myself telling everything that I could remember from her. And then I went ahead and just rearranged everything so that I could get everything in order. And I was actually shocked by most of what she told me because I hadn't heard a lot of it. I've heard most of her stories um, from growing up, but some of these that she told me, I was just really in shock because I just really couldn't believe some of the stuff she was telling me and that she had gone through it. I will tell you her stories, but it may lack some detail as I was only able to obtain what I feel was most important. My sister, Aisha, she's had paranormal experiences since she was young. We all have, but I think she is the most sensitive and I feel like she may even have a gift that she is unaware of or she doesn't quite know how to use yet. As I was leaving my appointment, my sister called me and the first thing she said is, I need to tell you what happened last night. It's a ghost story. I said, hold on, let me get in the car first. Tell me everything since I finally have you on the phone. Here's her story. Starting from 2009, my sister was in a dark place mentally and physically. This is when she really started to see and feel a demonic presence with her all of the time. When a person is suffering from any type of stress, depression, or negative energy, I do feel like you are more prone to attracting darker spirits. It's kind of like when people say things like, that's the devil trying to get to you. At this time, my sister was staying in a group home in Waco, Texas. This home was a mansion built probably in the 1800s. It was very old and she stayed there, I'd say probably a year or so. And we would go and visit her on the weekends. They would allow families to come and have dinner with their relatives that were staying in this group home. And she told me that while she was there, sometimes she would see a little girl dressed in old time clothes. When she asked her roommates and staff, they said that they'd seen the same little girl too. So when they would describe what she looked like, they all described the same little girl. They had four women to a room. And one night she was in the bottom bunk and she was asleep. But out of nowhere, she said that she saw a really bright light and it came towards her really fast. 
and she ended up having some kind of out-of-body experience. She said she felt like she was thrown out of the bed across the room and then thrown back into the bed, but she never moved, but she could feel it happen and she could see it happening to her. She was so scared, she just covered her face with a blanket and she wouldn't talk to anybody about it because she didn't know what to say and she was just scared to talk to anybody about what she had seen and felt. But she decided she didn't want to be alone, so whenever she would go to the bathroom or something like that, she would always ask somebody to walk with her because she just had, she was feeling some kind of a dark spirit and she just didn't feel comfortable being alone. Jumping forward a few years when she moved back home, she would sometimes stay with her mom and spend the night. But for some reason, she would always have a bad experience only in our younger sister Tamara's room. So when she would sleep in there, she would have really bad experiences. There was this apartment my mom lived in and our younger sister's room was all the way down the hall. Aisha said it was morning and the kids were playing video games and she was trying to wake up. And she didn't have sleep paralysis, but she said it felt like something darker. So she's had sleep paralysis before. She said this didn't feel like that. And I had asked her if it was sleep paralysis because that's what it sounded like to me. So she was wide awake and she could speak, but she couldn't move. So she felt like someone or something was holding her down with really strong force. She decided to recite the Lord's Prayer out loud. And after she recited a few verses, she was able to break free from whatever was holding her down. She jumped out of the bed and she flung the door open and ran out of the room. And the kids asked her what was wrong. When she told them they didn't believe her, of course, because they were teenagers, so they just, you know, thought maybe she had a bad dream or something and just laughed it off. This would continue to happen even when our family moved into a house and she would spend the night there um, and she would sleep in our sister's room again. And at this apartment, I remember a few experiences as well. My first experience in this apartment, we were having a birthday party for one of the kids and we had basically just our family over. And I had gone to the bathroom and I noticed the radio was playing. And I thought it was weird, but I didn't pay attention to it. I thought maybe someone left it on while they were getting ready for the party. There were a lot of kids and babies there. So I thought maybe one of the toddlers had gone in there and messed with the radio because sometimes they do that. I can't remember if I turned it off when I walked out. I probably did, but I, you know, I can't remember. But what I do know is every time I went in the bathroom that day, the radio was playing. It wasn't until later that our niece said that she had actually unplugged the radio and she noticed something was going on. So I heard, she said she heard the radio playing static and it freaked her out. So she unplugged it. And that was earlier in the day. So the radio continued to play static after she unplugged it. So that whole time at this party, the radio was playing and it wasn't even plugged in. And I, I just never even thought to look at it. If you listen back to, I think it was my first episode, I will talk about my experience with a radio that turned on by itself. I, I don't know what it is about my family and radios, but apparently it's a thing. So later that night, Aisha was the only one awake. She was in the living room watching TV and all the lights were off. She heard the radio turn on from the bathroom, but no one had gone in there and it was playing static. She didn't bother turning it off. She didn't get up. 
she just tried to ignore it until she fell asleep because she also noticed the radio had been playing all day while we were there. And like I said, she didn't hear anybody get up. She didn't hear or see anybody walk down the hallway. Nobody turned the light on. She just heard the radio playing static and she was like, you know what? I'm not even going to mess with it. I'm just going to try to go to sleep and ignore it. One Sunday, I had gone over there to use the printer. Ours wasn't working, and I needed to print out some important paperwork. I think my mom and my younger sister were at church, but my oldest nephew was there. I talked with him for a little while, and I heard the babies in the back room playing. I figured he was babysitting. So I went ahead and finished whatever I needed to do on the computer first. I can get distracted when... I see the babies and the little kids and, you know, I just want to stay and play with my nieces and nephews. So I told my nephew I was going to go ahead and head out, but I wanted to see the kids first. He said, what kids? I said, they're not here. I thought I heard their voices in the back room. And he said, no, I'm the only one here. It wasn't the neighbors that I heard. I heard the babies. I heard my nieces and nephews in the back room playing. So he kind of looked at me confused when I asked him that because he didn't know that I was hearing voices that whole time coming from the room. So I just told him, okay, well, I guess I'll see you later then. And I gave him a hug and left. And I felt really bad because he was a teenager and I just left him there and I didn't really explain what had happened. I just said, all right, bye. And I just left the poor kid in the apartment by himself. So I told our mom what happened and... I was told that during the holidays, my siblings and the kids were at her place watching movies, and this was in the middle of the day, and a Christmas ornament flew off the tree, and it landed on the hard floor, and it shattered. So it literally flew across the living room, kind of like if, if you take your finger and you flick the ornament off the tree, that's what they heard, and they saw it fly across the living room and it shattered in the middle of the floor. It didn't just fall. So there was definitely something going on in that apartment. It, like I said before, I don't know what's going on, but something just seems to follow our family everywhere. But moving back on to my sister's stories, she moved into an apartment with her son, Chris, and our older brother, Michael. She had bought a painting, and I guess she didn't really realize what it was of, she said it was a beautiful painting and they all actually looked at it and you know they thought it was a really really good picture a really nice picture for her living room but when they looked closer she said that it had trees on it so one tree had a woman in it another tree looked like a creature with red eyes standing over a little boy so when she started to look at that it made her feel a little bit uncomfortable because she thought maybe there was like some kind of hidden meaning behind this painting and she was like mm, I don't think I like it as much as I thought I did so she decided she didn't want to keep this painting so it seemed to bring some kind of negative energy into her home she asked my brother to put it outside and she said you know we'll throw it out later just put it outside I don't want it in here and just out of nowhere he said wouldn't it be weird if we throw out this painting and something happens and she was like just get rid of it I don't want it in here so literally as soon as he put it outside the light bulb in her living room lamp turned on and it would get brighter and dim brighter and then it would dim and then it just it just exploded and they all knew something was going on in this apartment my nephew Chris was asleep in his room with his girlfriend and he would wake up and see a black shadow in the room 
he got so scared this first time that this happened that he left his girlfriend and he went and got in bed with his mom, my sister. Now, Chris is not um, big on anything scary. He doesn't watch scary movies. He doesn't like anything that has to do with ghosts or anything like that. So that, that really scared him for him to get up and go get in the bed with his mom. Our brother Michael said that he would hear voices and he felt like somebody was calling his name. My sister always felt a presence in her room. She called her dad, he's a pastor, and she asked him to bless her apartment. Uh, he lives in a different state, so you know they did it together over the phone. And I had been over there a lot and I never felt anything over there. But when her lease was up, she couldn't wait to move out of those apartments. Her new apartment wasn't gonna be ready yet for another two weeks or so. Um, so they stayed with me and my husband until her apartment was ready. And we were all sitting in the garage and they started telling me about what was going on in that apartment. So that's when she actually told me this story. I had actually recorded it at that time, but that phone is long gone and I wasn't able to save the audio, but it was very scary when they were telling me. And my first thought was, I hope you didn't bring that over here with us. And I know that's a terrible thing to say, but you will understand why. My sister seems to attract spirits and take them wherever she goes. With that being said, I don't think it's her homes that are haunted. It's her. And I hate to say that, but again, you'll understand why I feel that way once I tell you more. Luckily, nothing changed in our home while they were there. We already had our own things going on in there anyway. So having them over there uh, didn't, didn't seem to bring any other kind of negative energy. So after the two weeks was up, she moved into her new apartment. They have moved into their new apartment and our brother was putting my sister's bed together. And he said that he was hearing voices in the new apartment. It wasn't neighbors and it, you know, it was coming from inside the home. When my sister gets home, he tells her, I need to tell you something. And she was like, come on, I don't even want to hear it. Why does it have to be in my room? Like she just already had a feeling that he was about to tell her something bad. And he just let her know whatever was in that other apartment. I think it's here too, because I was hearing voices the whole time I've been in here unpacking and putting your bed together and stuff while I was here by myself. And she was home with my nephew's girlfriend. They had just gotten home from work. Um, they had settled into the new apartment by now. They worked together at this time and it was in the summer. So here in Texas, it can get over a hundred degrees. And sometimes it takes a minute for the air conditioning to kick in because it's so hot. And since nobody was home all day, you know, they didn't have the AC running. And when they got home, my nephew's girlfriend said she wanted to show my sister a play that she had done. So she goes into my nephew's room to get the laptop. And then when she got in the living room, the bedroom door slammed shut. It slammed really hard. And they both said, what was that? So they went into the room that she had just come out of and it was freezing cold. And the rest of the apartment was hot because like I said, they had just turned on the AC. They were waiting for it to kick in, but it was freezing cold in the room. So that scared them so bad that they were like, you know what, let's just leave. We'll drive around until, you know, my brother and my nephew got back. So they turned off all the lights 
and they drove around and when they drove past her apartment all of her lights were on once our brother and my nephew showed up they walked inside all the lights and lamps in every room were on and they told them that they turned all the lights off before they left at that point our brother said that he knew there was something in this apartment he could feel it already and my sister had started to decorate and she was hanging shower curtains and everything in the in the front bathroom and she had put the curtains in you know how you put the shower curtain you have the liner that goes inside the tub and then you have the decorative part on the outside and she had everything all neat and clean and tidy when she was finished and my nephew's girlfriend went in the bathroom and the whole shower curtain had been tucked inside the tub and my sister didn't have it like that she had it neat and tidy and then it was just them two that were home at the time so when my nephew's girlfriend goes in there she sees the shower curtains are all messed up and nobody had been in there and they were the only ones there my sister had gone to the leasing office because she wanted to know if anyone died in this apartment because they had just moved in and then all this weird stuff just started happening out of nowhere and they told her that they didn't have any information on that now my husband and I actually moved into these apartments a couple of years ago and we were in the building right next to my sister and while we were living there there was actually a murder in the building across from us across the parking lot and it was a shooting and there have been several shootings and murders in this apartment complex so I wouldn't be surprised if something did happen in my sister's apartment and when she first moved in, I remember I had just started working with her and my nephew's girlfriend. We all worked at the same job, but we just worked different shifts. And she called me on video chat. I say video chat because she doesn't have an iPhone. So it wasn't FaceTime, it was through Facebook. And that's how she does her video chats. So she wanted to see how my first day at the job went. And she was like, I have to tell you something. Something is going on in this apartment. And I was like, you just moved in. And she said, I know, but listen. So she tells me she was in her room by herself and her curtains started to move like somebody was running their hands through them, like playing in her curtains. So I asked her, I said, did you have a fan on? Did you have your window open? She said, no. Um, so while I was talking to her, I could see her curtains moving and I said oh my god and she looked over and she started screaming and ran out of the room it scared us both because she was in there by herself and I could actually see her curtains fluttering so I don't know what was in there with her but I saw it for myself then later that night we were video chatting again and the weirdest thing happened while we were talking something black appeared in the camera almost like she was holding something that was covering the camera like I asked her if she had a towel or if she had a piece of paper or something in her hand it's really hard to describe but it was up like in the corner of the frame of us talking and we were both looking at it trying to figure out what it was and I thought it was her she thought it was me and whenever we would move the phone the black object would just kind of move with it so it was so creepy we just hung up with each other and we called back to see if it would go away and it was gone it was the strangest thing but it really scared me because she said she was already scared and then I was just seeing all this weird stuff happen while I was on video chat with her and it was just freaking us both out it was the weirdest thing so 
um, Chris's girlfriend at the time, she started to see the black figure in the room while they were sleeping. Um, the first time she saw it, she said she was so in shock that she just covered her head with the blanket and tried to go back to sleep. She was too scared to get up. She just wanted to try to ignore it and see if it would go away. My sister had gone to bed and she immediately felt like somebody was behind her in her room. She was too scared to turn around. And when she did, she also saw a black figure. She said it was as tall as the ceiling. They had all seen the same black figure. And again, this time she started to recite the Lord's Prayer. But right in the middle of it, she was unable to finish the prayer. She just couldn't talk anymore. And then she said she just closed her eyes and then she felt like she saw an image of Jesus um, that flashed in front of her, almost like he was trying to help her. So when she turned around, the black figure was gone. It was when this figure started to get physical that she had to call her dad back to bless the apartment. And he had to, you know, to bless this apartment as well. But I don't think it was working. The black figure appeared another night, but this time it touched her face. She said it felt like a long fingernail running down the side of her nose down to her lip while she was laying down. She got up and she jumped in bed with her son and his girlfriend. It scared her that bad. One of our older nephews had a baby and I noticed every time he brought the baby over to my sisters, he would cry all the time. He didn't cry like that when he visited me and my husband in our house. And even when we lived next to my sister, they would come and visit us and he wouldn't cry like that. But when we would go over to her house, he would. And I told her that I felt like she had bad energy there and that he just didn't like it. I don't think I ever felt anything in her apartment, even after she told me all this. But, you know, with babies being as sensitive as they are to the paranormal, it's a possibility that there was something in there that he just didn't like because he was always cranky. He was always crying and he would cry the entire time he was over there. He just didn't like to be over there. And one night she was asleep and her bedroom light turned on. So she thought it was daylight because it was so bright. And I know these apartments and the lighting is very dim. There's horrible lighting in these apartments, but she said the light was brighter than any light bulb could even get. So she gets up and she runs out of the room and she woke my brother up on the couch and she told him to look down the hall and he saw the light and he was like, what is that? What's happening? Because he could see how bright it was too. And it just, it just turned off. It's the weirdest thing. So later on, um, after they had been living in the apartment for a while, she actually stayed there for a few years. I don't know how she did it, but my nephew had accidentally put a hole in the closet wall. After that, it seemed like most of the activity happened in his room where that hole was for some reason. Almost like it was a portal of some sort that was just collecting all this bad energy and that's where it was coming from. So Chris and his girlfriend ended up having a baby and while the baby was in the room, he would always look up at the closet and he would be fixated on something. It never seemed bad, but they would try to put their hands in front of his face and he wouldn't even blink. It's like he was just staring at something and he was so fixated on it and they never saw what he was looking at. But one day something scared him so bad and he just started screaming. And it just came out of nowhere. 
um, he just let out the loudest scream. And my sister, she said that she was carrying him from that room one day and she was holding him on her hip. And as she walked away, he was straining his body to look at something behind them that he could see, but she couldn't. So she had no idea what he was looking at, but he was literally, it was, he again, he was fixated on something. And when she was trying to take him out of the room, it's like he just couldn't look away. Chris and his girlfriend ended up moving out temporarily. So our brother, Michael, had a friend over with her five-year-old daughter and they let them sleep in that room. They had never been to this apartment before. Our sister had never met them, but she went ahead and let them sleep in Chris's room. And the next morning, our brother Michael told her that the little girl wanted to talk to her. The little girl told my sister she had a portal in the closet. So she was referring to that hole in the wall. And they were like, she's five. Why does she even know what that means? The little girl's mom said that the little girl was up all night because she was seeing and hearing things in the room coming from the closet and coming from that hole in the wall. Craziest thing. Aisha now lives in Kansas, and although she hasn't had any demonic or evil experiences, she still has moments. This is why I said it seems to follow her everywhere. Even when she went to our sister's in Victoria, listen to episode three for that story, it's almost like she took something with her there, or it attached itself to her and it followed her back here, and she brought it into her home. Either way, I feel like it was attached to her somehow. But she is now doing better than she was when things were really bad for her in her homes. She has heard noises at her grandma's place. Once they heard something loud fall in the hallway or in the back room. So when they went to go look for it, nothing was out of place. Our grandma heard it as well. And our grandma is in her new apartment and she even told our mom that she's been hearing things also. When my sister first decided to move to Kansas, she did have a traumatic experience with her boyfriend. They were in a corner store and there was a robbery and a man was shot in the face. My sister and her boyfriend tried to help him and he died. She called 911. She took her boyfriend's shirt and put it on the man's face to try to stop the bleeding. She tried CPR, but he just didn't make it. She attended the funeral and the man's wife was very grateful for what she did to try to help him. I cried for her because nobody in our family has had to go through anything like that before. And she didn't deal with it very well at all. She took that really hard, but I can only imagine watching somebody die like that in front of you. Um, especially, you know, being murdered. That's, I couldn't imagine, you know, what she felt at that time. While she was grieving from this, one of her best friends died in a car accident. So it was just one thing back to back on top of another. And she took it so hard that a mutual friend told her she may invite her friend to visit and she may not want that because she's grieving so hard she's going to have to try to cope with it better. So the story is she was talking to her friend on the phone four minutes before she was killed. The last conversation on this phone was about her friend's accident. So I can't remember exactly what happened. Maybe she dropped the phone and it broke. Um, But, you know, when she found out her friend died, that was the last conversation she had on this phone. So the phone was broke and it would no longer turn on. The battery was dead. The screen was black. So she had to go get a new phone. 
she decided to write a poem to read it at the funeral and her phone starts ringing she looks up she picks up her phone and she looks at it and it's ringing but nothing's happening she's like okay so i hear ringing but it's not this phone she looks over at the broken phone and that's the one that was ringing it wouldn't go to voicemail it wouldn't disconnect it would just ring and ring and ring and it would only happen at night and her boyfriend would cover his head with a pillow because it was scaring him so bad when she thought about her friend telling her that she would invite her friend to visit she told her friend she loved her and she missed her and that she was sorry about what happened to her but she needed to go into the light the day of her funeral was an eerie, rainy day, and when her and her boyfriend got home from the funeral, she wasn't ready to go inside. She was still bothered by the phone ringing. Now, you know when your phone rings for a long time, at some point it'll either disconnect or it'll go to a voicemail, but it would just ring forever. So when they got inside, the phone was ringing again. They decided to throw it out, and she, when she threw it in the dumpster, she could hear it drop. She could hear it hit the bottom of the dumpster. So they went on about their day. Everything was fine up until a couple weeks later when she was decorating her apartment. She opened up a drawer and there was the broken phone. Her boyfriend said, how did that get there? We threw it out. Eventually they were able to get rid of it for good. Now we're back at the beginning of the phone call when she wanted to tell me what happened the night before. She actually started with this story and it was really emotional for me. In 2016, our great Aunt Ruby died, so this would be our grandma's sister. Our younger sister Tamora and I have, have a lot of guilt for not being able to make it to her funeral. Two weeks before she died, our grandpa died, which is our mom's dad. So my mom's dad and her aunt died within two weeks from each other. So we weren't able to go back and forth because we had already been at our grandpa's funeral. So we couldn't be with our family when our great aunt passed away. I had just started a new job. I didn't have the time or the money to take off. Tamora was especially close to Aunt Ruby and she took her death really hard. So Aisha was at our grandma's with her son Chris watching TV. This was a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so, I'm thinking. And our grandma was in her room asleep. All of a sudden, Chris's eyes got really big, and my sister asked him, what's wrong? He said, Mom, did you see that? And she asked him, see what? He said, he saw something go down the hall into Grandma Ruby's room. A few minutes later, out of the corner of her eye, she sees a translucent figure of a woman with a flowy dress, and she floated down the hallway. And Chris said, Mom, I know you saw that. And she said, I did. I did see that, Chris. It was Aunt Ruby. Chris grabbed a blanket and he said it got really cold, but the heat was on. So at the time it was snowing and it's been, it was really cold in Kansas. And even in the summer, for whatever reason, our grandma keeps it so hot in her apartment. So the fact that it just got cold out of nowhere, that just made them feel like something was there. And like I said before, Chris is not into scary stuff, paranormal, ghost stories, nothing. He has never liked it. So the fact that he saw it first makes me realize that he really did see something. My grandma and her sister have the same first name. And here's the reason why she said it was Aunt Ruby. It seemed very pleasant rather than evil. And our grandma is suffering from some health issues. So we feel like it may be her sister checking in on her. Our mom and our aunt both said that 
that same night that happened, they both dreamt about Aunt Ruby as well. About a year ago, our sister Tamora also saw Aunt Ruby just like this, transparent. She had a flowy dress on. That's another reason why Aisha thought it was Aunt Ruby. Tamora was at work when she saw her. She was working at a daycare. She was putting the babies down for a nap. She was patting them on the back and she looked up and out of nowhere, she just saw Aunt Ruby. She said she was trying to tell her something, but she couldn't make it out. Tamora was just so stunned. She couldn't really believe what she was seeing. So she just sat there and Aunt Ruby just walked away. And later that night, she had a dream about Aunt Ruby and Aunt Ruby told her everything was okay. And we think that she was trying to communicate with her earlier in the day and telling her that it's okay. So my sister Aisha is not in that dark place that she once was. So hopefully if she has any other experiences, they will be good ones rather than bad ones. And this is kind of a weird story, but the first time that I remember anything paranormal happening with Aisha, I was about five years old. And we lived in an apartment complex. Our mom worked overnight. My brother, he was probably out with friends or something or spending the night with somebody. He was in high school. I think Aisha was in middle school. I was in elementary, of course. And Aisha was supposed to be babysitting me. But her friend upstairs from us was having a little sleepover. So Aisha tells me, she's like, just lay in front of the TV, watch TV. I'm going to go upstairs. I'll be right back. And I was like, you know, I was scared, of course, because she was leaving me by myself. But she went up there and eventually I fell asleep watching TV. So the next morning, I say it was about 7 a.m., Aisha walks in with my mom and Aisha is just crying and scared. She said something about her and her friends playing um, a possession game called Trance. I tried to look it up online, but I can't find anything about it. I want to say it's it's similar to like playing the Ouija board. Again, guys, don't do it. Leave it alone. Possession, Ouija boards, Bloody Mary, leave it all alone. But her friend ended up getting possessed and she wouldn't let anybody leave. So they were trapped in that apartment all night until the morning. I don't know what happened or how she got out of the trance. I think maybe she passed out or something and all the girls just left. But that's the first thing that I remember of my sister having some kind of experience like this. And for it to be dark like that, it just seemed to follow her all these years. But I hope y'all enjoyed her stories. And I hope I did her stories justice without having her here to tell them herself. Thank you for listening. That's it for this episode of Midnight Ghost Stories. If you have a story to share, please send an email to midnightghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. It will be read on the show or send in a voice recording to be played on an episode. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook at Midnight Ghost Stories and Instagram at Midnight Ghost Stories Podcast. And subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. Tune in next time for another episode of True Creepy Ghost Stories.